Oh yeah. Welcome to episode three of the Bucket Boys podcast, broadcasting live from Chesapeake, Virginia. This is Steve Rawls. We want to give a big shout out to our title sponsor, Buckets, obviously. We are so thankful for Buckets, particularly Eddie Buckets, for all the love he shows the podcast and the boys. We're excited to be back this week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give some updates on our lives. And so let's go around the table, starting with JB. That's right. It's JB here. Uh, things are going well. Shout out to Taxi Street Coffee. If you need a good coffee, just uh, look up TaxiStreetCoffee.com. We got what you need. I'm sorry. Hold on. Are you using this to plug your coffee? It has become an official sponsor of the pod. Are we uh, going <coughs> to get free coffee? That is correct. We can talk about that off air. I agree. Thank you, Taxi Street Coffee. Very welcome. Yeah, uh, this is Matthew Benson. Um, wanted to go ahead and address the new Taylor Swift song. I've been getting texts and uh, in-person questions about it. And I just want to tell you guys, you know, you need to listen to it a few times. You don't ever want to make a judgment on a song after just one or two listens. Give it some time. I think you might like it. You might come around and um, you just might learn something so uh me i like it deal well, with it we got a special guest uh co-host sitting in tonight jt twork jt go ahead and say what's up to the people what's up guys it's jt um first time hoster long time listener of the bucket boys uh just wanted to uh give a little background a little bit i i would put this out there for you guys to evaluate but i think i meet the qualifications for an original bb but uh, the main disqualifier for me for a long time was uh, not having an iPhone. And for those of you guys who don't know what happens in a group text when there is even a singular person who, who is on Android, if you were to post stats or anything like that, it doesn't actually show up as a stat. It literally shows up as a text message that says, so-and-so liked X text. So it kind of ruins a group text, so that was where I was for a while in that dark place, but I got an iPhone and was able to join in. And it's been a great ride ever since. Yeah, we were very, very excited about that news. I think some of us were never expecting you to go team iPhone. That's so. right. And uh, it all came to fruition, you know, after my assignment in June when I tossed my iPhone 7 into the pool to prove to everyone around me that the iPhone 7 was in fact waterproof. And what happened? Lo and behold, two hours later, my phone crashed, and it is not waterproof. So do not try and impress anyone with your iPhone 7's waterproof ability. But just real quick, don't you have the type of insurance on your phone where you could just replace it? I did. I have the Apple Plus Care, and uh, so it was It was only $99 to get a new phone, and it was mailed to me the next day. So I actually didn't, you know, it wasn't too much of a, you know, a problem. Well, but hold on. Before we go too far in that, what happened to the second phone? Interesting. That replacement phone, I came back from assignment three days later and uh, went to the gym, CrossFit Krypton. And on my way out of CrossFit Krypton, I put my phone on top of my car as I took my shirt off because it was a little too wet that I didn't want it to get my seats, you know, uh, sweaty or whatever it was. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to anybody, but it works out. Don't worry about it. Your, and back, your back wasn't sweaty, but uh, your shirt was? It's a long story, Vito. And... Uh, so, but anyways, I, I ended up driving home and my phone fell off on the highway and I searched for about 45 minutes and eventually found it in the worst shape. 
anyone has ever seen an iPhone in, I took it into the store to see if I could get it replaced for, you know, my Apple Care, and all of the employees laughed at me, including Dave. That's it right. was incredible. I, I saw photos of it, and I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And if I'm not mistaken, it did ne- not meet the criteria to get a new iPhone because you could not find all the right components. Well, actually, it didn't meet the criteria in-store. However, I just called into Apple Care again after that and, and went through the same process and, and mailed it in again, and it's all good, baby. <laughs> Call that the old, may I speak to your supervisor trick. Right. And you just keep going up the chain, eventually you get what you want. Nice play. Turns out Dave Matthews is not high enough on the chain to get that new phone. I know. It was, it was a bummer when I left the store. I was a little... Uh, uh, flustered by it, but actually we ended up getting lunch three days later after church and Dave gave me some good information and said, Hey, come back into the store, get your remains of the phone and then go through the same process that you did before. And you should get a new one. And I did shout out to Dave. And then, uh, this is Steve Rawls. I already introduced myself. I was up this weekend in Richmond uh, for my brother's wedding, uh, and was pleasantly surprised uh, to meet a lot of fans of the pod. Uh, shout out to David Boyce, if you're listening. Boyce uh, came up to me at the rehearsal dinner uh, and wanted to get the lowdown on the pod, uh, introduced me to his girlfriend and said, uh, she's a big fan of the pod. She's been listening. Uh, we're all just big fans of what you guys are doing. So, And I believe we are still looking for official legal counsel for the pod. So just throwing that out there, Boyce, uh, if you're listening. We are very worried we're going to get sued uh, on behalf of all of these name drops we're doing uh, and all the false claims. False claims. I'm using air quotes again for the listeners. But um, but we are so thankful uh, to be back here for episode three. Uh, I think this is as far as most of our wives predicted that we were going to make it. So we have at least made it here. And so one more podcast and we'll prove all those haters wrong. That's right. Yeah, that, that's that's what we're here to do is block out the haters. Um, wanted to, to follow up on that that feedback. We I think we've all been getting great feedback from friends and family and, and strangers on a few occasions. Um, so we thank you guys for listening. Thank you for, for letting us know you're listening. Um, I would like to remind you to leave us uh, a rating and review in the iTunes store uh, on the podcast app or whatever, whatever you do. Um, leave us those good ratings. Uh, I think it really helps us uh, continue to gain a, a following that we're that we're after here. And just a quick testimonial on that. Uh, I got a text from uh, my friend Jake. Uh, Jake is a junior um, in college at Oberlin College in Ohio. And I just got a text from Jake out of nowhere that said, uh, I think you guys need to let the Nard Dog in the group. Wow. And I said, I'm so, I, I'm real confused by this. His friend Taylor, shout out to Taylor Clark if you're listening, uh, love podcast. And he was on the store uh, and the Bucket Boys podcast showed up unprompted as a recommended podcast to him to listen based off of his interest and based off of the reviews that we'd gotten. So he saw our pictures on it, recognized me, sent it to his buddies, and they've become fans as well. So uh, that's what your reviews do is they introduce people like Jake and Taylor uh, to the joy that is the Bucket Boys podcast. Yeah, so... Keep, keep leaving us reviews. You can leave us a one-star review. It's up to you, you know. Uh, I don't think you will, but you can. Uh, and a little bit of housekeeping from last week, if you remember. Um, 
and and I guess yeah yeah just, uh, over the last week we, we we made some claims on the podcast as we do uh, sometimes it's in the moment sometimes it's heavily researched and um, you know sometimes we we get some feedback and we hear from the parties involved in, in those uh, statements so I think JB uh, yeah, I need to address to, something I need to apologize to Josh Henderson I'm sorry you are the original OG to get engaged and marry out of the Bucket Boys uh, please forgive me Allie I'm sorry. And just to clarify, JB very boldly claimed that the reason we liked Nash was he was the first to get engaged and get married. And Hindi heard that, and a number of the boys heard that and said, I don't think that's right. And Benson said, you're right, but we were tired of correcting JB last week. So <laughs> That is what I said. Uh, so there you go. We're going to do that every week. Uh, if you find some uh, half-truth even or some false statement, please point it out to us. Um, we're all about truthiness here on the pod, so please let us know. And uh, last week we we asked about the whereabouts of Hootie. Uh, we wanted to make sure he was okay and see if anyone had seen him. Uh, I received word from a few outsiders that, that they have seen Hootie recently, and then Brandon did decide us to uh, did, did decide to send us a photo of Hootie just to make sure we were all aware uh, that Hootie was okay and in good shape. So we certainly appreciate that uh, from Brandon. And I, I got to meet Hootie for the first time by a picture, and it was an honor, and I appreciate it, and I, I dig his monocle. It's a fresh-looking monocle. Yep. He can see. Yep. It's not a bad tattoo. And the Hootie is actually a life-size owl. That was a claim last week, and after seeing the picture, it, yes. So we're still, the, the GoFundMe to send Nash to the Netherlands to get his tattoo finished is still pending, but stay correct, tuned for that. correct. We'll work on that. Um, so let's move on to, uh, I guess, the, this week in the Bucket Boys. Um, you know, we had a pretty pretty monumental uh, thing unfold. We did kind of uh, jokingly tease this last week uh, in that Vito had offered his services to kind of help us as we plumb the annals of the Bucket Boys here on the pod, and uh, sorry, he, did you he say, came through. Did you say annals? I said annals. I heard annals. Plumb the annals. I heard plumb the annals a, of the podcast. Term. Well, yeah. Steve, you hear what you want to hear sometimes, and I'll leave it at that. Got it. Um, well, so who, who wants to kind of tell us uh, the extent of what Vito has, has gifted us with? I'll jump in here. Now, for those of you who may not have the honor of knowing Vito Trino, a friend of ours and Bucket Boy since the beginning... Uh, Vito did what only Vito could do and spent an uncalculable amount of time copying and pasting and chronicling every single Bucket Boys text since its inception at Nacho's engagement around Christmas uh, of 2015, 16, 15, 15, 15, I apologize, and put it all in one giant word file, text file, uh, that is 2,861 pages long and about 1.21 gigabytes containing 2,205 text. Right. And I would say on average, every text gets a stat, which means that is roughly around, would that double the number? Would that make it 40,000 notifications? It's hard to say. It's hard to say, but it probably doubles it at least. We're probably sitting probably around, since it. the Bucket Boys have started, there have probably been around 50,000 text messages sent and received to the text. And now, every single one of them is chronicled 
on a file that's searchable where we can know how many texts each one of us has sent since the inception, uh, that we can search for a word and see how often it shows up. I mean, Vito, if you're listening, bravo, our hat is off to you. Uh, and it is an incredibly useful tool now for the podcast. Isn't that right, Matt? Yeah, we're going to be delving into this. We're going to be doing some deep dives, um, looking into specific topics, trying to figure out um, what has gone on, what exactly was said. And um, it's going to be a great tool for us. It's going to be a great tool for the listener. Um, for those of you that have, that have been wondering for so long, what goes on? What happens in the Bucket Boys? You know, to, to, to be truthful, we've been pretty guarded about it. But um, with this pod, we're, we're ready to open up and we're ready to share uh, what really has gone on uh, in this group. So just to uh, touch on something we, we basically talked about in the first podcast, trying to give you the history, the inception of the, of the Bucket Boys, I can tell you, the original text was sent on December 19th, 2015, at 6.34 p.m. Uh, it, was a, it was announcing um, Chris Kennedy proposing to Sarah. Uh, it was followed by some congratulatory uh, texts, that sort of thing. And uh, that all kind of wrapped up on December 26th, which was the actual day of the proposal, I believe. That's right. And then sat dormant until September 17th, 2016. And that first text, uh, I'm not going to go into it just yet. We're going to have a special guest on later to uh, discuss things. So that first text after it lay dormant for those nine months uh, is going to speak to us and, and kind of tell us a little bit more about the inception of this group. So just to be clear from our original podcast, that means we will celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Bucket Boys podcast on September 18th of this year. Is that correct? We're going to let Nacho... Have the day of the seventeenth. I think he earned it. Yep. Uh, but then we will move on to the eighteenth uh, to celebrate potentially with a live pod uh, from buckets. Yeah, because let's be honest. I doubt anyone. Well, it's possible, but I, I'm thinking people showed up at buckets that night after midnight, possibly, or they were at least there after midnight. We could say. Right. It was. So it would have uh, been the you know September eight eighteenth while they were at buckets. Yeah, that's accurate for sure. So we're gonna go with that. Matt, what else happened this week? You know, I, I think I think uh, after the inception of the pod, things were pretty rowdy. People were were making plays to try to get talked about on the pod, and then this past week, it's been fairly controversy free. And uh, I'll let everyone else chime in if necessary. But from what I can recall, uh, the biggest controversy was uh, a music debate of sorts. Uh, it was announced that uh, Bon Iver will be playing in Charlottesville. Uh, and it was also uh, a surprise album release by Brand New. And uh, both of those topics came up, to which we began the debate. Uh, some were taking a stance that Bon Iver was uh, a better band than Brand New. Uh, and we also found out that Steve doesn't care about Brand New. That's and th true. And those were the two biggest sticking points, I believe. I did not try week. to start something controversial, uh, but I did stir the pot a little bit by Jacob Hetherington. What up, Jacob? Uh, made the comment that he was frustrated that he announced a, a brand new, brand new album, uh, and then immediately got overshadowed by Bon Iver. And I made the comment, "Tell Brand New to be as good as Bon Iver, and then I might give a crap." And unbeknownst to me, who did not grow up amongst most of these boys. That's like trampling on sacred ground uh, in the Bucket Boys text. 
Yeah. Uh, I think JB falls into your category as maybe one of the only others that did not uh, grow up loving brand new. Um, and, and Steve, you know, you're, you're about, you're, you're older than me, but you're basically my age. I think we'd associate as yep. being the same age for the most part. And for me, I was very into brand new, especially in college more so. Uh, whereas some of these younger bucket boys were coming into high school, were really in that angsty period, and I was more so um, enjoying college and kind of the you know various bands and, and, and musicians that I was influenced by uh, with the kind of Liberty crowd that I was getting to know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, JB, did you did it, you have any recollection yeah, here's or what, thoughts? Here's actually the question I want to ask JB. Where do you stand on the brand new versus Bon Iver debate? If you held a gun to my head and I had to name one song from each artist, I would immediately be shot and killed. What about one song from either of the artists? Same scenario. Okay, great. I, I know nothing about either band and stayed out of the conversation on the group chat. And I tried to observe and like pick up some type of like, oh, maybe I can like add a one liner in or like maybe I can get in here with a great you know, Chesapeake OG type, you know, statement or saying or something that's just like so Chesapeake that I might get double digit stats like Kess did on his shout out to uh, VBHC. And uh, I came up with nothing. And it was actually rather frustrating uh, coming back to my phone with 50, 60, 70 notifications to say, man, I wish I knew either of these two bands. JT, do you have a horse in the race here? Uh, funny thing is, I don't. As I, when I saw the debate raging in the Bucket Boys, I actually didn't know Brand New was a band. I didn't know that was a band name. Wow. I didn't know that gr- group named that had any music out. Uh, Bonnie Vare, I I am a fan of Bonnie Vare. Um, I know your wife I, loves them. Yes, yes, she does. And I'm actually purposefully having to say Bonnie Vare because I'm I'm such a music noob, and I I call him Bon Iver. I'm sorry. I'm just. I, I just have to put myself out there if I'm going to be out in front of all these people saying these things. I have to be honest and not say I'm a true fan and calling him Bonnie Vare. That's all right. Right. Can I get one song from each of these artists so that if that scenario did ever play out, I actually would live? Do you want a deep cut or more uh, mainstream? Mainstream. I just mainstream need to live. Sure. So for Bonnie Vare, the most mainstream you're going to get is Skinny Love. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like a great Very song. Mainstream. Yep. Uh, for brand new, I'm gonna go uh, my fa- one of my favorite songs of all time, Jesus Christ. Oh, whoa! It's the name of a song. Okay. Shout out to the Lord. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that happened this week. I unintentionally caused quite a bit of controversy and had some of the boys, I think, a little on edge by me claiming not to be into brand new. Uh, and I think it was more so that I like a lot of bands like them. Right. Uh, but never gave a crap about them. And uh, that seemed almost blasphemous to some of the crowd. May I uh, interject with the best uh, rebuttal I came up with for the the conversation as it was happening was 2 Chains is playing the Ted Constant Center on September 20th. Just to, are you going to go? No, I don't really like 2 Chains that much. <laughs> Little Wayne played last year and you missed it. I uh, know I was a little upset, probably uh, while you were, everybody you were was a little upset. Yeah, right. You know, while everybody's listening to these two bands, I was listening to Lil Wayne for sure. Yep, still am. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Matt teased this a little bit, so let's jump right into it and get our surprise and controversial guest on the phone. 
Uh, this phone call is brought to you by. This phone call is brought to you by Rippin' Trow, the new album by Steely Dan. Thank you, Steely Dan, for being friends of the podcast. So we're going to go ahead and get our surprise guest on the phone right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a man on the line right now. Uh, some of you may know him, some of you may not, but don't worry. <laughs> uh, at the end of this interview, you're going to know him like the back of your hand. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Bucket Boys podcast, Jake Fleming. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, boys. It's been some time. It, it, it's been a while, uh, as they say. Um, yeah. So, Jake, you, you're one of the original members of the Bucket Boys. You were there from the beginning. And, yeah. you know, some could argue that you are responsible for, you know, the kind of formulation of, of what the Bucket Boys turned into. Uh, if you may recall, Nacho had you included you on the original text chain, and mm-hmm. um, that, that chain sat dormant until the day of the wedding, when on September 17th, 2016, at 2.39 p.m., Jake mm. Fleming said, this is what all of our pants will look like tonight, <laughs> followed by a photo of some trousers with a full blown out backside. Never mind. That was the first, the first text. So, d- do you remember? Can you think back to that day and and what you were thinking when you sent that text? Yeah, I. Uh, so I thought of some just like some names that I really really knew would enjoy that that message, and I started to you know type them into the little search bar in iMessage, and sure enough the dream feed just populated and I don't think, I I don't know if I realized right away that it was Nacho's engagement text, but I knew then and there that it, those people needed that message, you know, at that time. And so I decided to repurpose that text to really express how our pants would look. In fact, Jake, this is Steve Rawls. Uh, good to have you on. Uh, thank you. When you first sent that text, uh, did you have any inclination on what would come over the next year? That it would uh, grow into full-blown sponsorships and have a podcast now. You didn't envision that <laughs> when you said the rip pants? Uh-uh. No, okay. I just thought, thought I'd get a couple innocent chuckles. Uh, at what point during the Bucket Boys history did you realize that something special had happened? Oh, man. I might need the historian as a lifeline on that one because – I don't know. I it, I think in my mind that it, it took off like wildfire in my memory, but I know that that night when when Splinter Cells went off the different establishments to party, I think I think I had an idea that that it had gathered some steam. It wasn't just a one of those dead end group texts that just sit in your feeds at the bottom. Right. This is JB. JB. And uh, I was wondering where did you end up that fateful night. And I thought you guys were going to ask that. And it's, I was, you know, I've been known to be a Christian bail. I think Dave, Dave named me that one time. And I think I, I think I went home and got some shut eye. What? Yeah, I was bushed. Uh, same with me. I had no interest in going to buckets that night. And I, Thanks, I won't dude. lie about that. Honestly, I don't know if this is amnesty hour, but I, I, uh, 
I didn't know if I supported buckets right away. Sorry, JB. Um, I didn't know what it was. You know, I'm a, a Chesapeake native, so Gators and Big Woodies, those really hit home. But Buckets was an outsider at the time. Right. I actually can't remember who attended Buckets other than <laughs> I know uh, Jacob and Lacey came. Uh, they were they were all in. And uh, JT, were you in on that? So there's – and then I do know that – Is I think JT there? He is here. Would you like Whoa. to speak with JT? Yeah. Here we go. Dude, Jake, what's up, man? JT. Dude, actually, Dude. the funny thing that you just said is, of all people to name you Christian Bale, would be Dave Matthews. To yeah. Name you Christian Bale. Yeah, he'll zing him Considering on he's a University of Baylor graduate himself. <laughs> but that's that's, that's really that, that's just really hilarious to me. I wanted to, I wanted uh, you to know how funny I thought that was. Thanks, man. So. You know, we, we've we've all had access to the the history, the archives for a while now. Some of us have have started doing some digging, but I, you know, I don't think we needed the archives to remember that you were a, you were an active uh, contributor. You you were very in, into the the ethos of uh, what we were, even though none of us, uh, frankly, there were very few of us that were in, fully invested in buckets from the beginning. But obviously, it, it came to be as such. So, mm-hmm. what 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 do you remember about? the involvement and the camaraderie and, and, and everything that came along with, with what you had kind of kicked off. Oh man. I just remember the feeds lighting up left and right. And it, I remember I was, uh, I had like a work from home job at the time and I was dedicating way more time to bucket boys than I was to work. Uh, it was detrimental to my past career, but, uh, <laughs> can't say it wasn't worth it. You know, every right. time you want to, every time you, wanted to laugh every time you just needed to share some part of your day with somebody right i was uh so uh dumbfounded with how often or frequent you would be able to text <laughs> i sat many days thinking i don't know if jake has a job and if he does <laughs> get me in on this one because if he can dedicate this amount of time to you know pleasuring the rest of the bucket boys with amazing texts yes sheer pleasure what you would you like me to say joy i don't know what you know yeah i mean it was borderline shameful the amount of contributions i had on a side story when i was when i was in high school and i I was new to texting we had just gotten phones uh i lit up my lines so much via text that we went in the verizon store and it cost my dad like probably hundreds of dollars of overage and the verizon man said He'd only seen one other person text more than me, and it was a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I love texting, boys. <laughs> well, Jake, uh, you sort of are speaking as if your your tenure in the Bucket Boys is past tense. Uh, you want to talk about uh, sort of you, you almost were like Icarus uh, flying too close to the sun uh, with this yeah. text. Do you want to jump in and and share sort of what led? to the downfall uh, of Jake Fleming and the Bucket Boys. Yeah, great uh, Greek mythology tie, uh, Steve. Um, yeah, basically, you know, I'm a ESFJ. I'm an Enneagrammer 7. That's for Mez. Uh, so I just love to, you know, I love to contribute, love to stir the pot, light up the feeds, you know, even create controversy. And so... 
you know, sometimes I needed controversy so bad that I would intentionally, you know, kind of, kind of piss off the boys, uh, in order to get more attention, I guess. I don't know, but either way, I, I, I kind of think it was akin to like the, the recent Hildy rampage. I also, fun fact, I think I created the first purge of the bucket boys. So, you know, it was those, those little activities that seemed harmless at the time, but they just, you know, they kind of, they kind of turned me in to the villain. You only live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So I think that's what happened. And, um, it did lead me to, you know, some scandals in the bucket boys. Yeah. We're going to get to that scandal in just a second. I, I believe I remember you telling me in a, in a private, uh, face to face conversation <laughs> Whoa. That, that you Those could only, <laughs> you could only, you could only dream up one possible way to properly exit the group. And, th- and that was becoming the villain. And, yeah. uh, in my eyes, uh, the, the way that really started, what, what you decided to begin that descent into madness was with a, a list. Uh, and and you, you were encouraging everyone to make their own list. And as, as we all know, lists can be dangerous. Yeah. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but basically you wanted to, to, to rank the Bucket Boys, to rank the members of the group uh, in, in a way to find the MVP, but also in a way to literally put a number next to everyone's name. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you remember how, how you came about that list? Do you actually have a copy of that list? Because we do. I, oh man, you guys got some dirt, don't you? I, uh, I think I do have a picture of a screenshot somewhere, but yeah. How, wait, what was the question, Benson? How did I create the list or what? Yeah. Did, I mean, do you remember, do you remember how you created it? What, what was going through your mind and what sort of outcome you were hoping for, uh, once this list kind of gained popularity or infamy? Yeah. I mean, I had, you know, I had started to contribute so much that it started to become my, my actual job, uh, the bucket boys. And so I kind of got, I kind of felt like I needed a sabbatical. And I knew with Dave's ever-present skill of just reeling you back in, uh, along with some others, some other key people, I knew that there was no way I was getting out of this group. And I started to feel a little claustrophobic. Um, and so I was contributing so much, and I, you know, I kind of saw an opportunity to. I took a page out of Enman's book. I knew that only when I was hated by all, would I be able to leave with some strategic blocking after exiting the group as well. Um, but I knew that that was the only way to leave. Plus I wanted, I really wanted people to, uh, you know, I really wanted people to be convicted of their, their amount of content they were contributing. So I also wanted them to see where I ranked them. And there were some misrankings, which were comical. <laughs> well, Jake, this is number four, Steve, uh, as <laughs> I like to refer to myself after this list came out. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were upset by the list. I felt comfortable with it. I was top five. Uh, I was. Yeah. I I felt great. Nacho, I remember, uh, complained quickly, and I said, uh, yeah. "You're just mad because you're number eight uh, <laughs> on the list." And. Uh, one of the most notable things that happened from this list is you uh, 
you left Lester off. Uh, do you remember that? <laughs> and then what came uh, from you leaving Lester off the list? What came from that? Probably, yeah. probably nothing because Lester doesn't <laughs> <laughs> respond. Maybe a one-word text response. So there was it, it stirred things up, and I thought it was going to be done following that day. And then, unbeknownst to me, uh, Jake just leaned full in to villain mode. Uh, and over the next couple of days, uh, I and and Jake, we'd met before, but I don't know you all that well. And I just kept thinking, like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> I, I I rarely use the thumbs down stat. And I used oh, it to every I single that thumbs down. Every single text you'd send, I'd be like, that is the most obnoxious thing. And I just kept giving I used the thumbs down stat more in one day Thanks. when Jake was flying so close to the sun uh, than I had for the entire half a year before that. And so you're still no Scott Cameron. That's true. <laughs> for those of you listening who don't know, uh, Scott loves to use the thumbs down uh, stat to Gosh. chime in. But uh, I remember Jake, your strategy worked because when you finally left the text, I was so relieved and so grateful <laughs> that you were no longer in the text that I had, I was praying that we wouldn't end menu and just keep adding you back in. I was like, Thank goodness that he's gone. Let's keep him out and let's just move on from this. Yeah. So I know your, your strategy worked. You got out. You got your freedom. Um, and uh, just just to point out, you did list yourself number one on your own list um, for the listener. Yeah, I don't see an issue with that. So, uh, <laughs> listener, if, if if you want to see a full copy of this list, uh, just ask a bucket boy uh, that they can show it to you in person. Or maybe maybe we'll post it on our social media channels. Um, look for that. So, anyways, it's a good list. You got your way. You you got out of the group and you stayed out. Um, every, every, I don't know, once, once a week, maybe somebody begs to add you back in. They, they appeal to you. They That's say, music to my ears. they say, Hey, you know, we miss Jake. We need, we need Jake back in here. We got to do something. Um, because, uh, as you said, you, you were a prime contributor. So just, just last week, uh, we had something come up. Uh, Josh Henderson added you back and said that, that you belonged. And I'm going to read a statement that you posted in the group and then give you, give you a chance to respond. So uh, you said, and I quote, Boys, I'm plotting something big. The BB's podcast has made me question every decision I've ever made. <laughs> Stay tuned for my BB's audition video slash sponsor me skate tape. But for now, I must return to the depths. So we let you return to the depths for a week, but now we've got you on the pod. Um, it's, it's an honor to have you, and we just want to give you a chance to respond uh, and say whatever's on your mind. Yeah. Um, it's been a good sabbatical. I'll say that much. I've got a lot done. Uh, I've been a contributing member of society, my job, my marriage, kind of like Kess said, you know, he got the return to his family. Um, not sure what his status is currently, but I do, I'm not going to lie. I do miss it a lot. Um, Lindsay has listened to the last two podcasts as well. I think that's okay. Uh, that's fine. I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I heard in the first podcast that it could be listened to by all, but she has loved it. She thinks Steve Rawls is some kind of celebrity. Um, <laughs> she's not wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and every time I hear the podcast, I just get the biggest FOMO of all time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to know kind of who supports maybe a reentry in the future, near future, very near, or who is adamantly opposed. Well, and I, I want names so I can make a new list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you, there's been no opposition. There's been nothing but, holy smokes, but, but people, people chiming in saying we miss Jake, we need Jake back. You know, Jake would have loved this. Uh, Jake would have loved that. <laughs> Am I dead? So, so you, you've certainly been, you've certainly been eulogized a few times in the boys. But uh, I think if if you ever decided to rejoin, or were forcefully added back and decided to stay, uh, everyone would would. Uh, welcome you with arms wide open. Yeah. I, yeah, I really appreciate that. I, I do think just like we have Na a Nash, you know, in power, I think there needs to be some kind of, for the sanctity of the group, some kind of process or some kind of, like when I sent that text about the audition video or skate tape, you know, I really, I really think that I need to prove my value once more. Well, Jim, And hopefully... One of the things you've done to prove your value is appear on the pod, and so we're grateful for that. But I'll go ahead and, and make a little bit of an executive decision. Why don't you go ahead and make a video uh, d detailing uh, why you would want back into the pod uh, and send it, uh, not into the pod, into the text, and send it to the group text, uh, and then we'll let the boys decide. And if it's good and solid, we will post it along with the list uh, on our social media feed so that people can see. Uh, and then... That can be the big reentry uh, back if so, if the group so decides. How's that sound? So I need to actually express why I want back in the pod. Uh, I the text, yeah. Or sorry, the, the text. text. I don't have to like have any theatrics or kickflips or anything. Uh, obviously, the more kickflips, the better. And um, you know, this this does give me an idea for those. Uh, that are, uh, you know, looking to get into the group text that haven't been in before. Obviously, there's a lot of interest out there. I think this this should be maybe the the only way to to enter the group text. So I think you you can maybe set the trend. So in my eyes, you better go big. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. I would I would also add to those listening who want in on this group text. Just know this is a this is a fairly special circumstance, and so Jake might get back in a lot easier. Uh, than many of you will get in initially. So it will not be an yeah, equal bar uh, for the rest of you who have asked me about joining as it will be for Jake. <laughs> Suckers. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, right. This is a public service announcement, just like at the end of or the beginning of any Jackass episode where it said we are not accepting any type <laughs> of videos or anything like that in attempts to get onto the show. That should be heard loud verbatim? and clear for everyone listening to the pod that thinks, you know, some type of skate video would get actually get you into the text group. And Jake, right. I would I would add this. We we'd love to have this wrapped up uh by our next podcast. And so if you could work on that video uh ASAP so that we could get a vote and so that we could give an update. I'll start tonight. That's perfect. Uh we can get an update next week on it. We would love to do that. For the record, though, there will be no apologies in this video. We wouldn't expect it. Yeah, that's that, that's All what right. we want. Bucket well, boys don't apologize. No, you never say sorry. 
Uh, well, Jake, we obviously uh, we appreciate you calling in. Um, we're glad to have you on the pod, and uh, we look forward to seeing what comes uh, next for you. Uh, do, do you have any parting words for the boys or, or just for the people listening to the pod around the world? Uh, you know, I think this is the best thing since the Mike and Bob show. <laughs> and to everyone who understands that, you you know how big that is. Yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate the comparison. I I would never accept it, but uh, it, it's good to You're have good man. It's good to have our names mentioned among uh, the legends that are Mike Mike Powers and Bobby Fresh. So we appreciate it. All right, Jake. Take care, my friend. All right, boys. See you in another life, brother. Thanks, Jake, for calling in. Uh, we really appreciate it. And a bigger thank you to Rip and Trowel, the new album by Steely Dan, available wherever music is sold. Uh, you can check that out, Steely Dan. We really appreciate you partnering uh, with us. So uh, we're almost wrapped up, but Matt has something he wants to chime in here. Yeah, I just wanted to bring this up. Um, obviously, one of the main storylines is the access we have to the BB's annals. And I thought it would be fun to just kind of have have one of us kind of cherry pick something from history, something that maybe we've forgotten or that kind of went unnoticed and just just have a, a brief discussion. So um, I was I was scrolling through the archive looking for something for tonight and I came across this this very puzzling text that, that we all received, obviously. And um, I just wanted to read it and just kind of get get our recollections and our thoughts. This was a text sent by Vito Traino uh, with no previous context. And it reads as such. On today's Impractical Jokers, the gang has to try to cut in, into a huge line for Broadway tickets in NYC. There, there are some smart attempts pretending to take pictures of skyscrapers walking through the line shouting for Larry, but the security guards thwart them all. But then Q decides to walk ahead of the entire line, say directly to the people at the front, I don't wait in lines, and then purchases a ticket. Quick, clean, unobstructed. You know, earlier I said that making the archive of the group text was the most veto thing that veto could possibly do. I want to retract that statement and replace it with that text message into the group. Was there, what was the response to it, Matt? There was no context. <laughs> and then one of us, one of us just said, Vito, is that verbatim the, <laughs> the intro to a impractical jokers and the TV guide? And he didn't respond. He never addressed it. <laughs> he sent this at 1231 AM on, on some day. And never responded, never addressed it. Vito, if you're listening, we could use a lot more episode recaps by Vito. Like if you would just send us, you watch a 30-minute episode and just send us with no context a recap of an episode, we would greatly appreciate it. So that was one of my favorite moments in BB's history. So, all right, well, time for our final segment of every week. It's the Inman Watch. Uh, anyone seen Inman this week? This is JB. I have not seen Inman this week. Uh, Matt has not seen him in this week. Inman who? Uh, and this is Steve. I also have not seen him in this week. So, but I did get some intel that he was at your house for the big fight. Yeah, I was not there. Yes, so. I was at. Um, I was up in Richmond. So for, he has been seen, but not by any of us. That's right. So, but uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to next week's podcast where we have a dramatic resolution to the Jake Fleming saga. Uh, on behalf of Buckets, JT, Matt, JB, and Dave, this is Steve Rawls signing out.